Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is February 27th. Instead of doing the Living Sharp plug, we will just cut straight to Anna Bauer and her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thank you for that. Trying to distract from my own right now. Uh, I am joined by Anna Bauer. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins. This show is brought to you by LivingSharp.com. If you need a gift idea, head over to LivingSharp.com. They have stuff in all price ranges for all occasions. Check them out. Anna, Mm -hmm. I have confirmed that although you have been to EPW Perth on multiple times, you were at New Japan Perth last week. Yes. Our viewers, readers, listeners, followers can head over to FightfulWrestling.com. Click our exclusive section and see your report from New Japan Perth, and it is pretty Ibala. It was a pretty baller show. Um, I hate that I just said that. I'm sorry. But it was a great show, and and it's a very thorough review that took literally a full day and a half if you combine all the time and effort in one. So check it out. Jeff, what do you got going on? I'm doing better than John Jones. <clears throat> I don't think many are doing much worse than John Jones. Sport Lord, what do you think? Well, it's hard to compete when you have a sister like Jessica. You know, the thing is, he actually has two brothers that are in the NFL, so you were real close. You were real close on that one. I thought you were actually talking about a boxer. Anyway, we got SmackDown Live to talk about. John Cena back on the blue brand. 
comes out, introduces himself, says that he wants in the main event of WWE Fastlane. Shane McMahon comes out, seems keen on the idea, but is interrupted by John Cena's soon-to-be little brother, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan says that Cena will have to earn his shot and will face AJ Styles to do so tonight. Well, uh, Anna, I can tell you that my first reaction to that main event announcement was hot dog. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty excited to see the match. Not as excited about the stipulation. Um, but, you know, as they said, it's the land of opportunity asterisk for the privilege, which is actually quite topical at the moment. So good on them for hitting that one. Um, Bruce of Day Chance, again, tried to hijack the segment, um, whereas Shane acknowledged them a couple of weeks ago. He just blatantly ignored them this time because, no, they are not listening to the crowd and they don't care about their request. And it was just like I, I said it on Twitter. It was like Cena is a dude, a freshman at a kegger party trying to insert himself wherever he can. Why? Like, just, if we're going to take it, just just, just do it. I, I don't want to see Cena in a fast lane. I don't. Three times in a week. It's a lot of Super Cena. This is, as I've mentioned, a month removed from Shinsuke Nakamura battling through 29 other men to get a title shot. Five other men. Five of those men, essentially, will get title shots. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Jeff. Am I alone in that? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine with, with all this, to be honest with you. I'm quite pleased that SmackDown got the chance to play Staples Center. Usually, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Usually it's the reverse because of the, of the two arenas out here. SmackDown's usually relegated out to Anaheim, and Raw gets staples so and i also think cena probably helped the walk up for this so you know what i was perfectly fine with cena being on the show i'm perfectly fine with getting that match because i thought the match was great um you know i i'm a little surprised Who's didn't complaining go- about cena being on the show I, well uh I'm not complaining about being on the show yes I am saying personal preference i'm <laughs> you know super cena is a bit too much for me but in terms of a wider picture, that is not just me being selfish. This is a good thing. I will. Yeah, say I, I want him. I want him a little more desperate on this. My my hang up on on this whole thing was okay. Daniel Bryan comes out, shakes hands, everything's good, and then all of a sudden, passive aggressiveness five minutes later. I just i i'm i'm done. I'm done with Shane and, and Daniel Bryan until they do something with it. We surely will talk about that in a in a moment. Baron Corbin defeated Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens is on commentary, and I can't imagine what his trash talk game is like in French if it's this good in his second language because he's taking shots at everybody, and it's by design because we cut backstage. And Shane McMahon is like, why is he on commentary? Why? You know he's going to get involved in the match, and Daniel Bryan's like, he's entertaining. He's good. And Kevin Owens is really letting everybody have it, from uh, Beavis in the commentary booth to Baron Corbin and his hairline. Like, he's really just unleashing it. There are also Rusev Day chants, and believe it or not, there's a match that's happening during all this. But first and foremost, Jeff, what did you think of the Kevin Owens commentary gig and the backstage cuts to Shane and Daniel? Uh, the backstage cuts I could have done without. I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't like them. I- <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. They have not yet established that Shane and Daniel Bryan don't see eye to eye on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, I just love, I love how they're watching the match with their backs turned to the TV. That that's my favorite part. Um, listening to Kevin Owens. That's the important part. 
Kevin Owens has been the, was possibly the only bright spot on commentary on either show this week. I I am seriously down on the commentary from Raw. I thought it was objectively bad, and I thought this one. Look, I can take the occasional uh, sniping between um, Graves and and Saxton. This this was just overwhelming. It needs it salt. Just sprinkle it on. You don't need to dump it on me. We get it. You don't like each other. But it was, but it's almost like I can't watch the matches because everybody's bickering or trying to, to just clown each other on, on commentary this week. But Kevin Owens was clowning someone who was actually in the ring, which makes sense, and it was great. I loved it. Anna, your thoughts on this, this non-match stuff, essentially, before we get into the actual match? Uh, I will preface this entire thing by saying this week's show was a hell of a lot better than the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. However, the last two weeks is still, I haven't gotten the taste out of my mouth. And so I probably watched this on a slightly more negative um, view than it deserved. Saying that I want Kevin Owens as an alternate commentary always, just if a match gets boring or something, you can just click them on and then we're done. Um, the issue with Kevin on commentary though, because he is so damn good, there was some, I I just wanted to do my review entirely in Kevin Owen comments. Like there was a Duke Nukem line towards Corey Graves. The guy is incredible, but he is, it does detract from the in-ring action. However, as you said, it doesn't detract any more than usual with the bickering between Corey and Saxton. And then to add on top of that, Daniel Bryan and Shane. So if you're cutting back to them, which this is a thing that reoccurred throughout the entire night for nearly every match, cutting back to the people backstage, which means, and it's not just cutting back to them, they have dialogue. They have a whole skit going on. That's where our attention is. That's what's important in this entire thing. And they cut back two or three times. The second time Shane had left the match viewing area, despite the fact that they're watching with their back anyway, came back with popcorn. So he really wasn't invested in this match and didn't give a shit. What does that say to the audience? Aside from, I mean, I'm still unclear as to whether KO and Sammy are the bad guys or it's Shane, because if Shane is still supposed to be the good guy in this situation, then that's telling the audience we are definitely not supposed to give a shit about this match. Um. Otherwise, I haven't really established what is going on. I've just. (sighs) (laughs) And then we haven't even gotten into the match yet. We haven't even got into the match. Uh, I will say a a real benefit of Kevin Owens and his possible commentary future, like after his wrestling career, it's likely that by the time he's done wrestling, Vince McMahon will be long gone. So it won't be that typical wrestler thing of where they find a guy who is actually good on commentary and then he gets sick of getting yelled at in his headset after a few months. So there we go. <laughs> um, I, I liked the Corbin-Zane match. Corbin catches Zane with a, a punch as Zane's flying in the ring. Zane sends Corbin over the barricade. Uh, Corbin counters a Zane flying attack with his chokeslam backbreaker. Big banter hits snake eyes on Zane on the table, and Owens is very concerned about the monitors. This leads to Ziggler attacking Kevin Owens, and while he's distracted, uh, he being Zayn, rather, Corbin uses uh, end of days to win. Then Ziggler zigzags Corbin, too. 
Jeff, thoughts really on the match? I uh, liked the match. Uh, heel Sammy is one of my favorite things to watch in WWE right now, especially just the whole pre thing of running up and down the stairs. I thought was great, but uh, his mannerisms in the ring were great too. He, he took bumps all over the place for him. I liked, I really liked the Ziggler introduction into this. I know that it, I mean, I was expecting, you know, the usual, Oh, guy sitting outside, Corbin throws his buddy into him or ends up hitting him and that, but I, I thought that was kind of clever the way they did this with Ziggler in the corner of the screen, just coming in, just hitting him in the back of the head. I thought that was cool. Uh, my, my problem was I had written it as, Oh man, Shane must've tipped off Ziggler and then came back with popcorn. And then I just remember now nah, they just wanted to give Shane a prop just to be a jerk. Um, but the match itself was, was, was uh, darn solid. And I thought Baron Corbin did well for himself in this match too. Yeah, he's been he's been having some good matches lately. Uh, I, I'm ready for them to get rid of that stupid ass record scratch out of Ziggler's state. What's the yes. point now? What's yes. the point? Anna, any other yeah. lasting thoughts on this? Um, I really enjoyed the match. I actually really enjoyed the majority of matches tonight. That zigzag out of nowhere from Ziggler to Corbin was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's cool. I'm actually on. I'm on board with Dolph Ziggler. That's the first. first. Even when WWE doesn't do six women tag matches, they make sure they have six women involved. Ruby Riot defeated Naomi. Riot Squad was with Ruby Riot. Charlotte and Becky Lynch with Naomi. Uh, Probably really my favorite spot of this match, one of the only spots I really liked of it, Riot and Naomi kicking each other at the same time. Uh, Anna, what did you think about this match? Ruby Riot picking up the win. It was their way of her picking off some of Charlotte's allies before they face off a fast lane. Uh, yeah, I mean, we was going to go this way, two for two. Um, it's, it was fine. The match was fine. Once again, they cut back to Carmella doing nothing. And it wasn't just like a box within the TV. They cut to her away from the entire action to watch her talk about pancakes and waffles. Was that, was that the thing? Who the fuck does that? Anyway, um, I'm just confused by why uh, Becky and Charlotte got an entrance again and they were just by ringside. I get, okay, we're going to get them by ringside all the time now. That's just something we have to accept, but I still don't understand the entrance thing. given this a few more minutes and just eliminated a couple of intros? Yeah. It's weird. It would have been nice to have a, you know. More substance, pretty much. That's the overall note for um, these women's segments. It's more substance. Um, and Naomi used four play as an offense, so that was interesting. Thank you to Vape, Ross Vape, on our super chat for donating. That's very kind of you. Um, I thought this match was not good at all. Naomi's kicks, those speedball kicks, look so terrible. That's the only time you'll hear me begging for camera cuts. I'm like, yeah, make sure you hit those as much as you can so you can make sure that she's hitting those in some way that look look good because she doesn't turn her hips over or anything. I thought that Riot selling was really redundant because a lot of Naomi's offense in this match was kicks and a bad-looking back elbow. As good as she's been lately, I thought this was her worst performance in a long time, and Ruby Riot sold the same way from everything. She would stumble around and stuff. It was kind of redundant. She hit her finish for the win. As you mentioned, Anna, they show that Carmella still existed. So, I mean, 
You can make you can take the good and the bad from that because at least we know she's alive. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts? I mostly agree with you. I don't think they had much chemistry together. I liked the double kick spot. Um, I, I, you know, I mostly just watching Naomi in this match. It looked like she really wanted to do a lot of clever choreographed type of stuff as opposed to just kind of having a simple match. And it really just did her a bit of a disservice in my opinion. I would have really liked Ruby Riot to be out here alone and both of them be out there alone and have Ruby beat her in this run up to Charlotte's match to build up Ruby Riot as a legitimate one-on-one threat. I think that's what's missing in any Charlotte feud these days. And I don't think this served either lady. What I want to ask is, how do you think they get all the women on the show? You know, they're going to do it. They're going to do a thing where they, like, like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I thought a couple of years ago in Brie Bella's retirement match, essentially, I thought that was a good way. And I actually enjoyed that match a lot. I think it was like a 10-woman tag or something like that. Uh, Anna, what way do you see them getting a lot of these women on the show? Because I'm I'm speculating, but you're going to have a Rousey match. You're going to have a... a WWE Raw Women's Title match, a SmackDown Women's Title match, and maybe Sasha versus Bailey outside of that. So that's four right there. Uh, what what would you suggest, Anna? Um, probably pre-show stuff. They're going to have a few extras hanging around at ringside, maybe a few interferences, that kind of thing. Lumberjill match, as they used to call it, as they do every week. Uh, if they if they added that to Sasha and Bailey, I would hate mm-hmm. that. But I mean, they could make sense of it with Alexa Bliss as Raw Women's Champion if she's going to face like Anaya or somebody like that. Like that Alexa's running from her, yada yada. But that's the thing. If they actually incorporate it legitimately into the storyline, I'm all for it. It's just they don't. It's literally throwing paint at a wall and seeing what sticks. It's either going to be that, or it's going to be like a five on five brand versus brand match on the pre-show. I'd be okay with a brand versus brand too on the pre-show if the show's seven damn hours long. Whatever. Uh, I know one thing: you can't put the Usos on the pre-show now. Not after this promo. Uh, I thought this was one of the best promos I've seen in 2018 so far. New Day comes out and Biggie has Kofi spritz his wiener with water over and over again. Like, fine, whatever. But the Usos come out not happy and mention how they're sidelined from WrestleMania every year and. To that point, I mean, they've been on the show, but they've been in on pre-shows every time or in the Battle Royal. Big E shoots hard on the Usos and says that the reason why uh, they're not on the sidelines is because they rushed the field and that while Usos were in catering, New Day were hosting WrestleMania and they didn't use their daddies to get there. The Bludgeon Brothers show up. And everyone leaves, but I thought that Big E's promo here was top notch. I thought the Usos was top notch. Jeff, how'd you feel about this? Loved it right up until the moment the Bludgeon Brothers came out, and I they did. didn't wrestle. I, it was, it was. It's like you have this kind of, and and people will understand why I'm snarking on this a bit, just to snark on it. But I loved the Usos' intensity. I loved Big E's intensity. And then, because it felt real, it felt like there was some real animosity building there. And then, look, I love Luke Harper. 
these two cartoon characters come out to interrupt it with their giant effing hammers and they get in the ring and they look around and they're getting Rusev Day chance and everybody, or no, why you scared that that was. And uh, it ruined the moment. It was a great promo, but that ruined the moment. And that's the lasting impression I get is that last image of all five guys just kind of walking away with their tail between their legs because the bludgeon brothers came out. There's five of them. Five guys. Why are they running? Anna, uh, I love the the promo. What'd you think of it? Mm, Exactly what Jeff said. It's the same issue as the first time that they had the pass by to the Usos. Usos look, you know, they're badass. Then you have these, you know, sons of Cain coming out and it's just, (laughs) it looks odd. Um, Thank God for the Big East turn at that point. Because the spritzing of the crotch. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's going on? But why do you uh, need that? Like, I mean, this promo, like, I think, the, I mean, we have, have we ever seen emotion like that out of Big E in a promo before, ever? Possibly NXT. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I was trying to justify the spritzing of the crotches, kind of like the same effect as the Rousey. Um, contract signing as a swerve of like, you know, this is what we presented with. And then, no, this is not where you're going to end up though. So, I mean, it's, it was just more of the same with New Day screwing around. But to get that kind of a fire from Big E, for me, thank God, because I just wanted something like that, something more from them recently, because um, the act was getting a little bit old, in my opinion. So uh, this is leading to some sort of WrestleMania situation. Sure. That's the SmackDown tag division. I I like the tag division. I'm excited for it. But the Bludgeon Brothers integration was a little weird here for such a great promo. Uh, What I thought was awesome integration was Josh Duhamel backstage, a guy who is named in the same accusations (laughs) as Roman Reigns. Jeff, I know you spotted this too. I was waiting for Mark Wahlberg to show up and just, (laughs) <laughs> a big steroid syringe party to break out. I'll note that they didn't have a backstage segment with Roman last night. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, they are. He's the star of the Tupac and Biggie show, Unsolved. And I thought this was one of the best TV tie-ins they've ever done. He's back there with the fashion police, and they're like, Unsolved? All of our cases are solved. And I thought it was awesome. Uh, New Day shows up, and there's confusion over Big E and Big E. Thought this was good stuff too, Anna. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good old Breezango coming back with Fashion Files uh, original OG Fashion Files as opposed to the kind of random ass not tying into anything stuff we've been getting that led to nowhere because they decided to ditch it. Um, I will say that the rap was kind of more haiku than rap, but that's my only call on that one. I thought that Duhamel, I guess I'm pronouncing his name right. I thought he fit in pretty well in that segment, Jeff. You know, when they get real actors, they all, no matter what level, I mean, nobody's ever nominated Josh Duhamel or Duham. I thought it was, I thought the L was silent, but maybe not. Whatever. Um, 
no one's nominated him for an award, but he's still, and I think he's also in those Taco Bell commercials, isn't he? The ones about the uh, nacho. Oh, fries. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Um, so he's all over the show, but I mean, they always come in and they always do great in whatever segment they give them. I mean, and it really kind of outclasses the talent in some ways. I thought the big, a big, a joke was cute. I, I, I mean, it, it was unrepentantly stupid and I'm all for that in my wrestling occasionally. So sure. I disagree about that, though. I thought Fandango, Fandango in particular, <laughs> could hang. Like, it oh, was no, a no, very no. different style. I did. But- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't mean to shade like that, but I mean, I, I just meant the kind of real actors kind of blow it out of the water every time they come on. That's what I mean. I don't mean, I didn't mean to compare the two or anything like that. No, I get what you're saying. I just thought that like it was two different worlds coming together. And because Fandango, Brizango's world was so far over there, as opposed to Josh, Mrs. X Fergie is mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, it's going to, yeah. That's that's the only thing I got from that. I get you. I don't really mind the phone promos, but every single one of them seemed completely missable on both brands. I thought they were stopping this because on Elimination Chamber, they actually had Miz using a real camera as opposed to a phone. I was like, okay, they've finally gotten, you know, they finally decided to make this not look low rent. And then, and then we get words on the screen and, Randy Orton looked every bit of 60 years old tonight, guys. <laughs> what was up with that? Did what who thought that lighting and that angle was good for him? My god. He gets in uh, Bobby Roode's face, gets face to face, says that he's not upset uh over the top 10 list. He just wants the one title that he hasn't won. I was completely down with this promo, uh, Randy Orton acting like he cares about the United States Championship. All for it, Jeff. Yeah. No, I was I was perfectly fine with this setup here. Anna. I love that they've actually given logic as to why Orton wants the title. Um, and I had to laugh that they're still going on about the top ten list that we had once. <laughs> and never again. Like <laughs> maybe maybe we just missed something. Maybe they we just did this one time. That was the whole thing. It's gotta be a running joke for like the next two months until it runs out of steam. That's what they're just gonna allude to it in certain programs and then never do anything with it again. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Aiden English. Aiden English and Rusev are not happy about being left off the show and they go uh visit backstage. Who'd they visit with? Was it McMahon or Shane? Mm-hmm. 
No, Daniel Bryan pieced out because he couldn't be bothered being there anymore. Well, this was earlier in the day, quote unquote. But let's go ahead and mention Uh, that. Daniel Bryan pieced out half an hour into the show. Uh, What? Well, it's about say, a half hour into this show. I could peace out right now if you'd like. You know, well, the show's almost over, Jeff. We're in the co-main okay. event segment. But, Anna, uh, what were your thoughts on Daniel Bryan just being like, ah, going to go visit Bree and my kid. See ya. It just, I, I'm sure this wasn't their intention, but given the way that these two have come across recently and shame with the popcorn tonight, it's like, okay, they really don't give a shit about this show. So why should we care? Um, Shane is just the dirt worst at the moment. Like his character of being on SmackDown is the dirt worst. It's actually, it's actively ruining this show. Jeff. McMahon's acting big and over the top ruin shows. If you're not Vince. Um, I, I agree. I didn't, I, I, you know, I, I, I get the joke. He was singing. Okay, cool. Yeah, Nakamura got a huge pop. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I had in my notes of this match. Like, I thought Nakamura looked good. I like Aiden English using the Widowmaker. I'm sure I've said that three times. Nakamura wins after Kinshasa, even though Rusa have got involved. This is fine, but uh, I wish that they would not force this heel Rusev Day thing. It's hard for them to make baby faces that people really like. And they have a couple here, Jeff. Why? Why not? Why not just go with it? Because this is what they do with singing acts, for the most part. They 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 heal on crowds, even though they're looking for babyface pops. I mean, Elias does it now. Uh, Rusev Day does it now. Even you know, and we went over it last week. Even even the Miz kind of does it with the uh, Miz TV sing along. They want they still want the audience interaction, but they still want them to get healed on eventually. And it's kind of yeah, it, it doesn't work all that much. I I kind of thought they were teasing a breakup of Rusev Day here. I did too. I thought that's the way they were going when Rusev looked displeased that Aiden English had lost. But then on the other hand, that would make Rusev the heel, which again is going against the grain, which is that is this totally thing they would do though. Like, yeah. oh, this, this will make him the heel. They love Aiden English and his singing, so nah, whatever. Anna, uh, anything on this one? I really enjoyed this match. Um, Graves said something at the start of it, suggesting a Rusev Day network with Total Rusev. Mm-hmm. I am so behind that. Uh, I would actually prefer Rusev Day network as opposed to this show most weeks now. Um, Rusev kicking Shinsuke in the head and then casually re- resting back on the barricade made me laugh really hard. And, it, yeah, it's the same thing of, okay, they're still healed because Aiden English sings. Um, having said that, though, with the whole theater kid thing, and I feel I can say this because I was pretty much one in high school, for a guy who is as pale as Aiden English, he is ripped. Normally they have to tan up so you can see everything. Like, this guy is impressive. So good on the geek. Um, and then there was one point where he yelled at Shinsuke, I'm the artiste, which I just, I loved that he brought that up because they definitely weren't going to. Um, And then the look at the end from Rusev says it all really and just want Rusev to have his tank back. I wanted to update a story that we mentioned on Listen Your Boy last week under our Stupid People segment that 
some wrestling fans knew about the Abby's cancer scam thing. I've been told that the person who donated the large sum of money was able to get their money back. So that's very good news. Just wanted to update people on that while I had it fresh in my mind. Uh, so uh, good for them. Hope the lady goes to jail. Fast lane qualifying match. John Cena defeated AJ Styles. I thought for sure they were going to go the Cena Nakamura route. Cena comes out as Nakamura is walking out of the ring. And Anna, this is something they have used as a crutch lately. This, oh, you're going to come down to the ring while that other person is still like making their way out. It seems like they've done this like 10 times over the last couple of months. Yeah, I with the Usos, Bludgeon Brothers thing, it's like, okay, well, obviously that's where they're heading probably in between now and WrestleMania. Um, but all these other ones, it's kind of like what I've been wanting for in between the, the gaps of the pay-per-views of, you know, trying out different opponents and having mini feuds in between the big ones. And it kind of is feeling like, this is their answer to that is a stare off as they walk past each other down a ramp. Jeff, what does a Nakamura do at Fastlane? Watches the match and then has Whittle a stare <laughs> and then has a stare down afterwards. Me, oh, put him on commentary. Sure, why not? Yeah. Oh no, uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I I was also expecting. Um, I was expecting Cena and Nakamura to main up to kind of uh, be the co-main event of of. Uh, that and have the fatal five way five way be the fatal five way. I'm uh I'm actually fascinated that they haven't gone more over the top with Cena trying to do whatever it took to win the match, even teasing heelishness to get to WrestleMania since he wants it so bad. I'm a little surprised by that, but I'm fine that he didn't. But uh you know there's still a week left. They may not, they may just take him out of that six way and make it a (laughs) Nakamura do it. Or they just, you know what? Maybe they're just protecting Nakamura here. And you know what? He gets a couple easy wins in between now and WrestleMania builds up the match between him and AJ. I'm hoping they don't do a three way, but uh, you never know. So. Ushi Garoshi from styles. It's called as a neck breaker. Okay. Styles also lands a really impressive rack power bomb. When he does that to guys, like even though I've seen him do it to like Samoa Joe before, I see him do it to John Cena even, and I'm like, damn, that's impressive. I loved in particular a kick out that Styles did where he reached around the head of John Cena and like roped him backwards, like almost like lassoed him back. That was a cool one. Uh, Cena adding that fall away stunner is a very good move, and it's I thought a, a much lower risk for both people involved in that springboard stunner that he used to do. It's just such a natural switch up. He used an electric chair drop too. Uh, There is an AA and a styles clash during the commercial. Anna, we didn't get to see this in America. So celebrate. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I, I I love wrestling. I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch wrestling more than I sleep. I talk wrestling more than I see my family. so when there is a Cena-Styles match on, freshly available to me, that I can't see, and that instead of focusing on that match, they focus on guys backstage watching that match, it makes me pretty angry. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say. 
So this happens during a commercial. Do you, it's kind of a bold decision to do this during a commercial, Jeff. I mean, we're talking like the Styles Clash and the AA. But I mean, they, these two guys, I, I kind of, I kind of admire that because they're not slowing it down for the TV cameras. They're not slowing it down for the commercial. They're not stopping and throwing on a chin lock for three and a half minutes. Exactly. I'd, I'd go a step further because I remember the the wrestling of my youth back in the eighteen hundreds. Um, on NWA shows when they'd go to commercial, our tapes are rolling. Our tapes, our tape machines are rolling. If there's a finish, we'll show it to you when we come back. It it has a kind of sport aspect to it, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make it obvious like Raw does. You know, you get the dive and then oh, we'll be back. You know, and then and get it. I I, I really liked that aspect of it. I'll go one better, and I'm not suggesting they do this, but I remember an episode of WCW Saturday Night where Flair and Sting wrestled, and the match didn't finish. They had to run it the next week on the show, <laughs> and I was a big WCW Saturday Night fan. Code Red and STF from Cena. Styles with a phenomenal forearm. Then he sends Cena into the stairs, but gets AA'd through the table. Back in the ring, uh, Cena's putting the calf crusher, but ultimately Styles eats an AA and Cena wins. Jeff, I was I was very surprised that they went this route, a six person main event. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. I you know, if if you wanted another match that probably needed to take up an hour on this pay-per-view, it's that one. You're gonna have six guys. It's not going well, it might with entrances, but uh got a six person main event. They are really emptying the cupboard for this one. I was surprised too, but I think it's a way to extend the story a bit. I think you can have him in the six way if he and he loses there, and then he and then he decides to challenge Nakamura on a SmackDown sometime in the next two weeks following, and then whoever he's going to be fighting, he's going to be fighting. Um, I, that Code Red scared me a little bit, but uh, I'm going to even go one further. I think this is the best John Cena match we've had. Oh my goodness. Cause he wasn't good in survivor series. He no. was okay at the rumble. He, he wasn't terribly compelling in that gauntlet match to me. I think this is the best Cena match we've had in about six months. Uh, the reigns match. I liked a lot. This, this was, I think the reigns match. My, I might've liked that a little bit more. I liked him in last year's elimination chamber, but since then it may have been AJ styles. And the thing was, I thought that AJ Styles, for a large part of 2017, kind of underdelivered. Like his matches weren't up there, but I mean, all of SmackDown was just like walking through the mud in boots. Man, it was mm-hmm. terrible. It was just not fun. It was slow. Just eh. But this match kicked all kinds of ass. Uh, Anna, after this, Corbin Zane KO attacks Z- Cena. Ziggler makes the save, and then he turns. Cena gets the last laugh. This match. The integration of all the people at the end. How'd you feel? I was kind of hoping the entire roster would run out and just start beating, beating up John Cena for all time's sake. Um, I liked, I like the ending, and I'm, I'm on board with, I'm on board with this match now. Uh, initially, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with it, and I don't know if they know where they're going to go with it. But I'm going to have. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have hope because I'm tired of <laughs> tired of being negative about this show. Um, so I'm interested to see where this goes. And uh, for someone who doesn't really complain about stopping the Zooms, 
this one at the end, oh my God, what the hell was going on? That was like being on a very violent boat. But yeah, enough of the negativity. This, this will be good. Jeff? I wanted Ziegler to stand tall after this and have, and, 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 you know, I don't mind him beating up AJ. I wanted him to get that last super kick on Cena and have it end that way. Cause I think, you know, it would have been a nice closing to what he did to Owens and Zane in the beginning. It would have been a nice bookend. Ziegler stands tall. So you're not dismissing him necessarily going into this five way. I, I thought the AA on him at the end was a bit of a mistake. But that was also amongst the 20 seconds left, 20 seconds left being yelled in the uh, in the ring <laughs> where we could hear time cues. That's great. Thanks, guys. Um, but uh, I think that was the only slight misstep. I'm, I'm all about this match. Smackdown as a whole, I thought, was a major upgrade, as, as you mentioned, Anna, over the last several weeks. But uh, still, it's it's hurting. It's trudging along in comparison to some other stuff. They they need some they need some help. They need some help. But I mean, you never know. The quality of this show has gone up and down and up and down, but on Raw rather has gone up and down and up and down. But on SmackDown, I feel like it hit that peak and then it's just been either down or flatlined or something. I think it kind of coincided with the the necessity of making Jinder Mahal a thing on that show. He wasn't on this show, by the way. Somebody actually asked me if I liked his troll gimmick, and I said, well, I like it in the sense that it's the least terrible thing that he's ever done, and he's somewhat useful because he started a feud that didn't involve him. Jeff, there were a couple of acts that we didn't see on this week's show. Uh, Gable and Benjamin, who have a kind of a legit claim within storyline, to being involved in the tag title picture because they've been screwed over by ref so many times and gender Mahal himself. You think they do anything at fast lane? Not fast lane. No, I think, uh, I have a slight inkling that rude and Orton leads to a three way at mania with gender involved in it. Um, I, I don't mind that. I, I, I mind the lack of, uh, you know, building, these one-on-one feuds. If you're not going to put your C and B level characters on this show, at least go somewhere. I, I think the stagnation occurred when, when it became whose side is Daniel Bryan on in the Sammy and Kevin uh, story. And it's just been kind of treading water ever since because it hasn't been able to progress because we haven't decided yet what to do with, uh, with, with our two non-player characters who are running this show. Anna, anything else on the show uh, stand out to you? Um, I think Jeff's right. It's become a wrestling show that's not about wrestling. And it's fine if there's actually a strong enough storyline to carry it through. Um, I was in my head making comparisons to being the elite because right now that is just some of the best storytelling going on. That is the best storytelling going on in wrestling. And, I mean, it's a very different setup. Um, you watch the pay-per-views and then the show is something separate. It helps the, the story along with the pay-per-views. With SmackDown, though, it's it, – they're not even leading up to pay-per-views with the stories because uh, we, we don't know what they're doing. We're kind of dangling in the air of, okay, you're focusing on these two men who aren't 
wrestlers. Shane will occasionally step back in ring at this point. Daniel Bryan can't. Why are we focusing on them? Where is the payoff going to come? But it's the journey isn't there. It's just kind of like, okay, in the distance, there might be some kind of payoff that we're looking towards, but the step between here and there is just there are no tracks. So in the meanwhile, we have a bunch of like random spats happening on the side, but there's no there's no clear path as to where the hell we're going. So it's just kind of it kind of makes watching this at the moment pointless because especially if they're going to focus on these guys watching the matches as opposed to the actual matches themselves, then it's like, okay, well, this really isn't about the wrestling then. Why do we care? I know I've said this before. It's just it hasn't changed in about however long this has been going on. Well, the ultimate payoff essentially is WrestleMania. But you guys can celebrate Fightful Mania. Look at this beauty. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. We have them in stock. They are as soft as baby shit, my friends. Head over there. Check them out. Uh, until tomorrow, you can use the code NEWSITE and you'll get 20% off this. The uh, regular Fightful shirt that you have opinionated wrongfully, which is going away soon. And the Ya Boy shirt. Head over there. Check it out. And, of course, check out LivingSharp.com. We got the Listen Ya Boy Wednesday. That should be fun. I'll talk about some of the reactions I've gotten from that video that I posted. Jeff, what do you got going on this week? This week, Rob McCarron is in Mexico. So for the Damn. 11 and so for the 11 and a half hours of WWE original programming this week, I'll be joined by Voices of Wrestling's own how do how do I put oh, uh, Legend of the uh Hidden Lucha, Chris Novembrino who is uh Ooh. who is uh guest starred on our show a couple times when Rob's been out. Uh, and Rob, he pays Rob a- should try to get a booking there because I feel like a Rob McCarron match at triple mania would be better than most of the stuff they put on there. Look, let's just let him enjoy vacation and I'll have a host <laughs> that can actually pay attention to shows and we'll Aww. have a good banter. It'll be, no, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun, uh, it'll be a fun time. Chris and I have really good chemistry. So I'm looking really forward to hearing his thoughts on all these shows. I saw where Rob caught raw on like the, the Fox <laughs> yeah. sports Espanol channel. I thought that was pretty great. Commentary is like, probably better. Well, like Anna said, I want instead of the SAP button, I want the Kevin Owens button. So I just get his commentary whenever whenever there's a show. I really I'll do. For, I'll pay for an alternate channel on the WWE network of Kevin Owens commentary. I'll have him do all the old shows. I'll have him do the vault. I'll have him, you know, NWA, whatever you want. Give me all the Kevin Owens commentary I can eat. I do. I, I used to not watch a lot of wrestling that didn't have commentary. I really do think that on their network or USA, they should have an option for no commentary. I think that. Oh, would I'd be, be fine with. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be. Wonderful. I'd pay an extra dollar a month for that. I would too. Uh, Anna, what do you got going on? Um, a lot. Uh, we're I'm filming alternate commentary after this. Yeah, we're doing that, and then after that, I'm going off to uh, help a bunch of wrestlers out with their promos and teach a class. And get ready for EPW show at the Aberdeen, Sunday, March 11th at 2 p.m. If you're in Perth, come on down, grab a beer. We'll have some fun. Guys, follow me at Sean Ross app. Follow us at Fightful Online. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited, I think they do a live show right after this. If not, they do one on Mondays. I know that for sure. Check that out. I appeared on their show last week. Leave them a thumbs up. Subscribe to them. They do a lot of great work with us, for us. 
and uh, very happy about that partnership. Check them out. Uh, and again, follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online. Until next time, guys, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.